We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Two Jesus Girls podcast. And today we have a special treat for everybody. Instead of just Chris and Katie, (laughs) you get a third voice in this wonderful conversation we're looking forward to having today. Our guest is Colleen Scariano, a dear friend of ours that we are really so blessed to walk through this journey of life with who inspires us and encourages us on this journey. And we think she's going to do the exact same thing for you because she's just a wealth of joy and inspired words of the Holy Spirit. Colleen, you have such a great um, spirit about you. And we're so happy you're here. You guys, I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me join you. And especially as your first guest, I I'm, I love everything that you guys do. And it's so a pleasure to join you on this podcast. So Colleen, we would love to hear your thoughts. And I know you've done a few talks about rest. And we, um, even just getting into this podcast, we were excited to rest and listen <laughs> to what you have learned and what you want to share with all of us. Well, thank you so much for asking that question. Um, rest, really, like you said, really through my journey with Soul Core, I have just, um, it's led me on such a journey of nourishing body, mind, and soul and wellness of the whole person. And rest is um, such a foundational aspect to that. So I've kind of delved into that topic a little deeper. And when I speak of rest, I'm really talking about the biblical definition of rest, which is peace and refreshment. And to rest <gasps> would be... <laughs> Can we pause on that no. for a minute? Peace and refreshment. Those are beautiful words. I know. It's, it just sounds so good even just hearing them. And, mm-hmm. and really to rest would be to pause to receive the peace and refreshment that God has on offer for us. Well, Chris and I were laughing before we started this about when we hear rest, we hear horizontal right. with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> But then I also recognize too on those nights that I'm restless and I'm not sleeping well, I haven't expended myself either. I haven't, I haven't caused my body to want to rest. So I haven't chosen the right ways to rest, I think. Well, you know, I think that's often when we hear the word rest, people naturally go right to sleep. And certainly that is a very great element of rest, but there's so many other ways that we rest. And so we kind of break it down into the categories of sleep and then active rest. And there's multiple ways of active rest in our life. And the ways that we really live out active rest will help our sleep time be more um, fruitful. Well, and Colleen, you've talked in the in the talks that you've given about the, the three different ways you were saying, you, t- you speak about the scientific, you speak about the biblical and the way that Jesus lived it for us. That's right. Um, I really, the way I kind of broke the talk down was that, um, you know, God, he models rest right from the very beginning. In Genesis, we see that God, he worked for six days and he rests on the seventh day. So he models that for us, that balance of work and rest. And then he invites us over and over in scripture, we're invited. He invites us to rest. 
And then we he sent Jesus into our humanity to show us how rhythms of rest are lived out, the balance of mission and rest. And so what I kind of do is I look at science today that backs up the benefits of both sleep and also active rest, and then also scripture, how that over and over we see how God instructs us. And then um, Jesus, we look at Jesus's life and the way that he lived out those rhythms. So what is one of your favorite ways to rest in the season of life that you're in? Because we did talk about this too. So you've defined rest for us. So give that to us once. I just like hearing the word. (laughs) What is the biblical definition? It's just peace and refreshment um, and receiving that from God. So I would say one of my favorite ways, well, I do love to sleep. So I (laughs) but with that, but uh, as far as active rest, really one of, um, I mean, there's so many ways that are so beautiful. And, but one of the ways that I really have come to love, and it's been a journey to this, but is silence and solitude. So that gives rest for the mind, it's rest for the soul, and it's rest for the body as well. Um, And so we talk about that, that it's pausing, it's intentional time in the quiet to be alone with ourselves and God. That's really the definition that I like, an operating definition of silence and solitude. And so um, Jesus did that. He had that rhythm in, in the gospel of Luke. It says that Jesus often withdrew to quiet places and prayed. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves is, can that be said of us? Mm-hmm. Do we often withdraw to quiet places and pray? And so we see that intentionally Jesus, like intentionally, that. and we mm-hmm. see that as Jesus's habit. But we also, um, the science backs that up. It, I, I read the statistic that in just two minutes of silence, that relieves tension in the brain. We're just processing an enormous amount of information and noise in this in our technically advanced world. And so just two minutes of silence can relieve tension in the brain, which has all kinds of other health benefits to it. And in two hours of silence, studies actually show in medical journals that there's actually a regeneration of brain cells. In two oh my hours. gosh, so that's science, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but this, the science backs up what God has already told us and promises us. Um, so that is really one of, the, to me, one of the most beautiful ways to really rest is, is through silence and solitude. And I love the quote by um, the German philosopher Sieren Korkogart that says that if he would, could provide only one remedy for all the ills of the world today, it would be silence. Um, just, just I think that speaks so much to the power of silence. And, and it's free. And it's free. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're always looking for that quick fix yes. and that one vitamin supplement that's going to, that's right. you know, do it. But, you know, as you're saying, God has offered us this simple, not always easy, but mm-hmm. a simple solution to calming our hearts. And he... It's absolutely key. And um, Dr. Matthew Edlin wrote a book that's called The Power of Rest. And in it, he says, what he, what I love, one thing that he says about rest is that he says it's a capacity we always have within us. And so it's so true. It it's, is this capacity that's built within us. And we don't often take full advantage of all um, the beauty the health, the nourishment to body, mind, and soul that is present through rest. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for us that he well, did go right. off to pray. Right. And I, mm-hmm. those are actually some of my favorite moments in scripture to ponder on too, is, and he went off to pray by himself. I mean, he had these amazing followers before really anything major. He was going off to be with his father and to pray and in that silence. And that's where the relationship is really developed. 
Well, that's so true. And what I love too is I think it's this is in the Gospel of Mark, but we hear the story where Jesus is with his disciples. Mission, you know, ministry is going well. They're in high demand and there's lots of people following them. And there's many people that are in need of healing and to have the gospel pre- preached to them. And he still pauses and he gets in a boat and he invites his, his followers away with him. And he tells them to come away by yourself to a quiet place. And so all around us, there's always people that are going to need us. There's always, we can never truly pause the great need of people around us. But if we follow Jesus' example that he even pauses so he can go be refreshed to come back and to be even even more capable of serving those people. Mm -hmm. And we need to do the same thing in our lives too. And sometimes I think I'm taking that pause but really what I'm doing is pulling out my phone and scrolling through Instagram, thinking mm-hmm. that I'm quote unquote resting, you know, and taking mm-hmm. a break from something. But in fact, it's more of an output. Right. It's <laughs> more because noise. Because what it takes, right. It's taking something. It's never a filling of something. I love Katie, your idea that you were speaking of too, before we started about input and output, when we're mm-hmm. talking about rest it can look different for each one of us too. And I think that's important. Colleen, you pointed out that there are some things that we all need that silence, even if we're not comfortable in that. We talked about like my husband is a definite extrovert. I mean, the more people around, the more alive he becomes. <laughs> I mean, I love the idea of truly a tailgate. And yeah. we, we've all tailgated before. My son's complete opposite. So he'll come early and the more people that show up, he starts to get smaller and I'll see you later. My husband, on the other hand, starts out real quiet and the more people that show up, the more alive <laughs> he becomes. And so um, really for the two of them, it's completely different. And that is such a great point, Chris, because truly what we need to know is that rest will be um, what the perfect fit will be individual, you know, individual and unique to each person. And also, even for each of us, rest will be what is restful in our lives will be a moving target, depending on the Mm -hmm. season of life that we're in. If we're, you know, a young family with with a lot of children and that busyness of life, if we're empty nesters or if if we're a single person, there's so many different seasons of life. And what is going to be restful for you in that season will change. And depending on your personality and your makeup, you know, what is going to be what we, what I like to talk about is rest as what is life giving to you. And so Katie, like you pointed out, okay, we can scroll on social media and yes, it can be fun for a little bit, but if we're doing that for long periods of time, we're not, it's not really a life giving mm-hmm. rhythm or routine in our life. And so we have to pause from that. And identify that. And Katie, I I touched on the input output, but give us. And what I'm hearing too is be curious. Be curious about yourself. Be curious about what is an input, what is an output. Um, I think for so long, I would get stuck in creating a routine, let's say, that one day was life-giving on some level, and then thinking it was going to exactly look like that the next day. And I think as I age, <laughs> I become this more mature, um, but I, I'm becoming more curious versus judgmental about the day before. Like what worked? What didn't work? Where did, where did I just go too hard? Like, and how can I change that today versus, well, now I have, uh, have to create a whole new routine for my day where I was just so all or nothing. I think sure. I'm moving into this place of just being a little more curious about 
what gives me life and what is sucking the life. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, that's beautiful. That is. It's perfectly said. And really, we do. That's why it's we're kind of always adjusting and hopefully being open. You know, sometimes we, we all can get caught up in routines of life that are not necessarily healthy, but they become easy for us because it's what, what we know and what sure. we're comfortable with. So to change is always always a challenging no matter. But even changing our habits of rest is, is can be very challenging as well. But when we start to really see the benefits that mm-hmm. ripple out, you know, in body, mind, and soul, and they not only ripple out for us, they ripple out to those around us, those that we love, those that we encounter. Because when we are well rested people, we are so much more capable of really being filled with the, the fruits of the spirit, like joy, <laughs> love, peace, patience. Right. It's very. Um, you know, it's very challenging to tempt well-rested, emotionally healthy people. It's very easy to be tempted when we're exhausted, burnt out, and, and, you know, not well in all in body, mind, and soul. And so, so often we do some of the devil's work for him by (laughs) not taking that time to rest. And again, you know, God is, he has given it, as we said, he commands us to it. I mean, it's actually one of the commandments to pause and rest. And so, to live that out faithfully, there will be many graces and fruits that flow into all areas of our life. Because sometimes I think rest can feel selfish in this world. It's, you mm-hmm. know, we're bombarded by if you aren't bringing home the bacon, fried it up in a pan, <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all that, you're you're falling short. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a temptation to that, to to over schedule, to to you don't matter if you're not mm-hmm. busy. I think there's even been a little bit of a badge of honor given to being stressed. You know, like in the world, like, you know, like, oh, you know, we all really embrace that JOMO, you know, the joy of missing out, but the FOMO is real. And I think it, there is this thing that kind of the more stressed you are, the more you must be doing or the better you must be doing. And those stressors just wear you out, even though you might not even recognize what they are. Like, I remember one, someone was asking me something about, well, what are your stressors? And I'm like, well, I don't have any. I'm good. <laughs> you know? and, and the more curious right. I got, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I, I need a supplement. Like, <laughs> I am definitely stressed and it's definitely taking its toll. Right. Yeah. Well, Katie, I'm glad you brought up the stress because really rest, and this is both sleep and active rest are, it's one of the best ways to counteract the stress in our life. And then biologically, even what happens is, is even I talked about silence, but this can happen in sleep. This can happen in prayer, in, in um, restorative movement, which is another form of rest. This can all happen where literally we see that um, the hormones that, that are produced in our body when stress is caused, which puts stress on the heart and um, really cause a lot of tension in the body are actually when we rest and do those life-giving routines, those are actually reduced. And so there's a biological effect of reducing stress and all the harmful effects that go along with stress in our life when we do rest. So not a supplement, you need rest. Right, right. exactly. Well, I, I do say that too. Like if my daughter's got some stuff going on, I'm like, you are draining my adrenals. <laughs> we need to just stop right now. Let's just take a minute. I mean, it is the... And I think becoming aware of how our body responds to to stress and Mm -hmm. to that schedule that we're keeping. Colleen, you've mentioned a couple of times the term um, active rest. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a couple examples? Like, what are you talking about there? Yes. You know, again, as we talked about, we hear the term rest and we immediately go to sleep, which again is a a very important element to our overall rest and our overall well-being. But active rest, there's so many... 
um, ways that we can actually actively rest. And I'll just kind of list a few. And there's this is not an exhaustive list by any means. But as I talked about, Ari, silence and solitude is one. Restorative movement, um, which is a beautiful way for the body to be restored. Um, and, and restorative movement is gentle movement that really focuses on improving joint function, improving circulation, and restoring the body. So it might be stretching Walking is a great restorative movement. Massage therapy is a great restorative movement. Um, and there's there's many other options out there for restorative movement. So that's another way of of resting, which we don't often often think of it that way. Um, breathing is another, you know, even even very um, systematic breathing is another way of resting, not only the body, and we slow the heart rate, and we slow when we slow our breathing, we slow our heart rate, but also, um, we actually it gives it gives the mind rest because the mind when we intentionally focus on our breathing, our mind focuses on the mechanics, and we're less focused on worries and stresses and things like that. So it even gives our mind a rest. Um, systematic breathing, also um, prayer, <laughs> is, is I would say one of my, put it up there with silence and solitude. One of my top favorite ways of active rest. And we often, you know we can hear there's a lot of science and data that backs up. Um, the power of meditation, not only to improve um, biological functions in the body, but also mentally, emotional health, all of those, there's so much fruit that's born from meditation. I, I of course, my go-to is the rosary, you know, right. um, blame it on the day job, was, was so <laughs> but, um, and so there are studies that show that even when people sit and pray the rosary, that their heart rate naturally slows and their breathing slows without them even thinking about that, you know, they're doing so prayer and meditation is so important and another great way to active rest. And Colleen, um, I want to just interject here for a moment for anyone who's listening, they may not know what soul core is and certainly a way that we have connected through the years too. And will you just give us a little minute on what Soul Core is? Because I really think it started and you were inspired to begin Soul Core at a time in your life where you really needed both restorative rest and movement and prayer. So give us going to say Soul Core hits all of them. <laughs> so really is it is it's wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, Chris. Well I um Co-founded Soulhor with Deanne Miller, who's another one of our great friends, and it combines the prayers of the rosary with um, physical movement, with stretching and functional movement, and it's really to help people reflect more deeply on the mysteries and the fruits of the rosary, and to nourish body, mind, and soul. And so that's really what led me on this kind of this greater journey or deeper journey of wellness. And it is actually a great way of this combination of soul core is a great way to, that combines a few elements of rest. So um, that is really a little little snippet on soul core. Right. And it is so beautiful. You and you and I are maybe a little more like that exercise may not have been at the top of our input <laughs> list. <laughs> and that's what I really like about you. It's still not on the top right. of yeah. our input list. That, Even with soul core, yeah. tend to just keep praying. I know. <laughs> but it I'm is, moving more now these yeah, days. Yeah. I was it gonna is say. really beautiful to combine that. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about mm -hmm. putting things into our lives that are not only physically, spiritually, and emotionally good for us, but it really does combine all of those together, which is such a, really a, a beautiful offering. 
It, no, it really is. And it really, SoulCore came at a time in, in my life, the inspiration for SoulCore came after some tragedy in my family mm-hmm. when I really was, you know, grief takes a toll, um, both obviously emotionally, but it takes a toll physically on our bodies. And so I needed to be restored in so many ways. And so for me, the prayers of the rosary became an instrument of healing and peace in my life. And then adding the movement. And that was really more as a busy mom. I was <laughs> trying to find time <laughs> to move and and um, pray at this, you know, kind of come that and that's really where that combination came from and it just it became such an instrument of healing and peace and um and so much fruit in my life and so then shortly after that the inspiration for soul core came to really officially combine that um mm-hmm. core strengthening and the rosary and so from there it's we it's, we've tried to share it with others as the transformational instrument that it's been in our lives and share that with others as well well and and we've talked too about that idea of we can't give what we don't have mm-hmm. and if we aren't filling ourselves and we're giving from an empty vessel, which comes out in ways that may not be as loving as we had intended to do. I kind of go back to the, if mommy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) (laughs) But we forget, we put ourselves last often, but really we need to, you know, switch our brains around that. No, this is not selfish. This is something that I need to do in order to be giving and loving and to Mm -hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world and the people that are around me and that I'm called to serve. I hear it as so much more of an invitation today, Mm -hmm. you know, like an invitation to solitude, an invitation to movement. And, and, you know, instead of, all right, I need to work out today. I need to say my prayers today, you know, instead of a to-do list, Mm -hmm. this whole idea of peace and solitude and rest is being presented and maybe just deeper in my heart, but just as an invitation, like I have this for you again, he knows what we need. He knows what makes us operate the best. I mean, I have stressors and I I feel it in my body and I literally am like, now what am I stressed about? Like something has (laughs) happened that I don't even know what it was. (laughs) And then it's, you know, five minutes later, I'm like, no, I was so stressed five minutes ago and I don't know what happened or like, it's, you know, so I little crazy. Like, so it, it, it's, it's, it feels urgent, you know, where this just feels very light and it's an invitation. And I love that word invitation and God does invite us um, to rest. And I, and I love that. And, you know, the the scripture verse, and this is often one that we've heard many times. And I think sometimes scripture that we hear a lot, we can miss the beauty and the crux of it because it becomes very familiar. But, you know, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. So, Two things he he is saying he will give us rest, but but it requires an action on our part. And two things we have to come to him. So we that takes an action, and then we have to be receivers of the rest. So there's two things, and that verse goes on to say, "Learn from me, take my way upon you, for it is easy and light." So we have to learn from him. We have to look at his rhythms. How mm-hmm. did he live? And He's everything that he did, we should take note of and do our best to incorporate into our lives because that is really, he showed us what an abundant and full life, you know, life to the full looks like. And so any rhythm or habit that Jesus had in his humanity, we should do our very best to incorporate that into our own lives. And he he shows us that rest over and over, but it requires something on our part, coming Mm -hmm. to him, being a receiver and learning his way. Colleen, that's a beautiful summation of this mm-hmm. conversation. And we're so appreciative of you being here with us today and just even introducing us to this 
idea of rest. Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank you for being here. And it is always a joy to be with you. I wish you all could see her smile. She (laughs) literally radiates peace, restoring joy, all the things that we're meant to have. Well, always a joy to be with you all. And I know we just really scratched the surface here of the topic of rest, but, but I hope that it just maybe inspires people to do a little more um, recon in their own life and, and really to ask the question, are my routines and my habits right now, are they life-giving in my life? And if they're not, look at how we can make some adjustments to really find that peace and refreshment that God has on offer to us, to all of us, and that he desires for all of us. I love that. I'm doing some recon today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Colleen. And Katie, do we want to end today with the St. Michael prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, Cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Katie. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org. And join our free AYF Circle, where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place. 